We are back um, with a special guest today, a returning guest, a friend of the pod. We've got our guy. Women, are you still on the West Coast? Yes, forever West Coast win. Not forever, but seemingly forever. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So we got oh our guy, Whitman Peace, a.k.a. West Coast Wit, our NFL expert. That's right, expert. And I'm going to go ahead and get into it. And, Wit, I'll come to you first, and then you guys can, can follow up and give your opinions. Um, obviously, like like every year, the, the talk of the draft is going to be quarterbacks. But this year, it's, it's a really what seems like a really good or a big QB class. Um, and the thing for me is what am I missing or do I not see about Zach Wilson? Because I don't think he's bad by any means. I think he's fine, but he seemingly is become that guy now who's from everything I've seen, he's going at number two to the jets. Um, and since the end of the season, I don't know if I've seen, you know, someone climb as much as him while simultaneously Justin Fields go down the board as much as him. Um, so and maybe maybe you're right there with me, but what are your thoughts on on Zach Wilson? How do you feel about him and what he brings to the table? So I want to preference everything I say about players by saying I'm trying to learn like how to evaluate evaluate players on my own, mm-hmm. but I don't know shit right now. Like <laughs> as so, but um, right now I'm I'm going off of a few like sources I really trust that I'm like learning from to learn how to actually make those judgments. Um, and with Zach Wilson, I had an interesting experience because I feel like I made my own evaluation and watched six games with him, and I made charts of how like um, every game went as far as the different skills he had. I came away like comparing him to the other guys. I was blown away. And then I I keep hearing other sources talk about him, and I think one thing that's confusing about Zach Wilson is he has so many of those kind of like highlight kind of throws that Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, those kind of guys make um, where he's like running and he like is, you know, turning this way and makes it, and you know, in a tight window. And I feel like people watch those kind of plays and even I did and feel like he has like a very high level of accuracy. But from what I've heard, like it's not as good as people want it to really be. Like, if you hear Chris Sims talk about Zach Wilson, he acts like he's, like, the next coming. Um, But I I think one thing with him is at BYU, his team was stacked, and they didn't play much good competition. I think a lot of his biggest highlight reels, just honestly, were 50-50 balls. Um, And his his dudes went up and made plays. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could see him becoming good. He's got a lot of talent, but I think it's... He's not as crisp as people want him to be. Um, and I feel like the fact that the Jets are so locked in on him at number two is weird. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? I just – I don't really understand, like, what's happened to Justin Fields because, I mean, I know he, he didn't play particularly well in the national championship, but, I mean, he played lights out against Clemson the game before. And for I've seen a couple mock drafts where they have him falling out of the top ten. Like I don't know where like how we got to the point now where Zach Wilson is the automatic number two pick. I know what like you said, he, he makes some pretty good throws, but 
there's a lot of question marks. And it kind of reminds me of when Darnold was drafted. I mean, it was a lot of, well, he's got this and he's got this, but he'll have to bring it all together. And when you're going to a team like the New York Jets at number two, that's not a given because they're, they still have a long way to go in terms of surrounding him with the talent that he would need to succeed at the next level. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know, I guess. He's, he's, it seems like he's got the tools, but I feel like it's going to kind of you know, end up being about like the situation around him more. Mac, you like him, love him, don't like him? Um, I haven't really seen much of Zach Wilson. I saw, I watched the game against Coastal Carolina. Uh, I wasn't really that impressed, per se. Uh, I, I like his arm strength. He has the arm. He has the talent. But, like, I just, that was, like, below average competition, and they lost the game. And he played okay. He played decent. Like I said, I haven't really watched that much of Zach Wilson this year, but um, I'm still high on Justin Fields. Um, I still think he's the second-best quarterback in this draft. I see a lot of Dak Prescott in Justin Fields. He can be that type of player. Um, But Michael did say a couple months ago that, you know, when's the last time an Ohio State player ever was successful in the NFL? So, you know, that kind of... Ohio State quarterback, not just... Ohio State quarterbacks. 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 Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't want the Chase Young fans coming after (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, yeah, he said, you know, when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback was successful in the pros? So, you know, I've been really hesitant to say, you know, he'll be great, but he has the potential to be a Dak Prescott in this league. And so I still think Justin Fields should be going number two. He won't be. Wilson, I wasn't that impressed with Coastal Carolina, but he has talent. So it it just it just depends what Robert Sala has in store. Look, they it's it's a full rebuild. They're gonna probably get they have what two picks and two first round picks, right? In yeah, the I think yeah. Seahawks pick twenty three and, and their pick twenty three. Yeah, so they can probably get a running back to help them out or or another receiver. I I, I just don't know or an offensive lineman. It just depends, but uh. Oh. Zach Wilson got. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he can be good, but to me, I think he's the third best receiver in this draft. So, I think it's a. I really like that Justin Fields to Prescott comparison. I feel like they are very similar. Yeah, I. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know why the Jets are so locked in. It. I don't see why it's not a, at least a conversation. Um, and then you got the 49ers over here. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted an hour ago that they're deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. And it's like, what what do they do? What's wrong? What's wrong with Fields? Look, I was just about to bring that up, too. But I did want to say, uh, you know, kind of on Zach Wilson, we all kind of everybody kind of mentioned it. I honestly him and Lance are the two guys that I didn't see a single game. I didn't see them play live once. I've seen I watched a lot of YouTube highlights of them. And you kind of mentioned that Wait, It's easy to go and watch highlights when you, when you haven't really seen all the film. But no, I just think it's interesting. Like we said, that all the entire college football season, it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. They both performed well. Um, Fields had his moments here and there, but he got to the championship. Um, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, nah, he's he's dropping like a rock. So I think that's interesting. Um, and then, no, you mentioned it. I wanted to kind of go 
So regardless of what we think, I guess that's kind of the popular opinion. Those are the one and two. Everybody knows Lawrence is going one. And like we said, it sounds like like uh, Zach Wilson's two. Where do y'all think of that next group of three guys? Um, and I'll come right back to you with that next group of three guys. Who do you like the most and how do they stack up against one another? Of uh, Fields, Lance, and Mac. Yeah, because I yeah. – yeah, those three, because personally – I have, I will say this, and I mentioned him, him and um, Zach are the two that I've seen the least. I actually have gotten pretty high on, on Trey Lance. Just his, the size, 6'4", about 230. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, so I've gotten higher on him, but what do you think about those those next group of three guys? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Trey Lance homer. I feel like um, I've learned a little bit of a lesson with Josh Allen because with Josh Allen, I feel like he – in college just was oozing with like actual like talent as far as you know he wasn't a perfect he was not very good as far as his accuracy in college and Trey Lance gets the knock a lot for his accuracy not being like perfect but man as far as like his footwork his ability to um, make really clean drops his fakes and then just his ability to throw the football I feel like is I mean, people were too scared because of the weird offense he ran and how dominant North North Dakota State was. But yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be a, a steal. I, I, if he falls, it'll surprise me. I feel like NFL teams will, will like him a lot. Yeah, Whit. I mean, I was trying to tell you about Josh Allen coming out of <laughs> coming out of Wyoming. No one, no one listened to me. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> I got to Trey Lance. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, he's the best quarterback to ever come out of North Dakota State. Um, yeah, like, by a mile. You're probably right, but I just like, I was like, you had to throw that in there. Cause I'm like, I mean, I had to. It, it's, it, it had to be done. But yeah, I mean, there, there, it's kind of somewhere with Zach Wilson, you know. The competition might not be as great. Uh, he only played one game this last year, and I don't think he played particularly well in the game. Um, but Probably season his worst before, game. Yeah. I mean, the season before, though, you can't really overlook that. 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He, he can run the ball, but I think once he gets to the NFL, he does have that running ability, but it's not his end-all, be-all trait, kind of like Lamar, where – if you take away his legs, he's not going to be efficient as a passer. I think he's he has the feet to be able to extend plays at the next level, but I I really am impressed with kind of what I've seen so far. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that can come in and make impression day one. That's why I kind of think that the 49ers should take them at three, you know, have Jimmy G play this next season, kind of get Trey Lance accustomed to the NFL and not rush him in there because, you know, it. I, I just don't know if his level of competition is good enough for him to come in and be like, okay, I'm going to be a difference maker. I mean, I could be wrong. 49ers are a great team, so it's not like much is going to be asked of him if he is to start. But, but yeah, I, I don't know how Mac Jones is shot up to number three in the draft. I, I mean, he, he is a, a good quarterback, but. I see all these Tom Brady comparisons. It every time in sports you say, "Oh, this person is the next LeBron James. This person is the next Tom Brady." When does that ever happen? Like no. we're we're usually wrong. I yeah. mean, 
It was like no, Ryan Mallet. It was mm-hmm. like Ryan Mallet being the next Dan Marino with a with a rocket arm. We saw how that worked out. I mean, it just I don't know. I I think Mac Jones should be a first round pick. I just think number three is a little too high for a team to be like, okay, we're gonna take this guy. Oh, especially over someone like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, where they've been consistent top five quarterbacks, you know, throughout the entire mock draft process going back to even before this college season started. No, yeah, no, I uh, I agree, but um, the reason why the 49ers might take Mac Jones is because Mike Mac Jones is that type of quarterback that Kyle Shanahan's looking for, a pocket passer who doesn't do too much. Like look at Jimmy Jim Garoppolo, look at Nick Mullins. You know, all they're asked to do is really run the ball and be a game manager. That's pretty much what what they're, what they're trying to do. What Kyle Shanahan's trying to do. Um, so. Personally, to me, I've already said my, my piece on Justin Fields. I think he's the second best quarterback in this draft. Um, Trey Lance, I haven't really seen much of Trey, so I can't really tell you that much. I, from what I've seen, from what I've heard on on podcasts and stuff, apparently his arm is a, way better than people think it is. So I really do believe that he has the potential to be probably a starting quarterback in this league. But to me, to me personally, he's still the f- fourth best quarterback in this class. Mac Jones, I think he's – I just don't – I don't see it. I, I mean, the only team that I could personally think of that would probably strive for is the 49ers. He could probably do good. But other than that, I don't see him doing anything spectacular in the NFL anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not – I'm right there too. I mean, I'm not in – I'm not all in on Mac Jones, and I don't think he's he's another one. I don't think he's bad. I just I don't see it. And clearly, Kyle Shanahan probably knows more than I do, um, and that's another spot. It seems like you mentioned it. With they're talking about getting him or uh, Lance. That's what it's coming down to. I hope they go Lance between those two. But um, <laughs> Mike, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned the comparisons they make. Uh, I think the last major comparison I heard was, I believe he did it again recently, too, was Dabo comparing Deshaun Watson at one point to Michael Jordan. And, hey, yeah. I don't I don't believe Michael Jordan was – allegedly, I don't believe Mike was doing any of uh, mm. yeah. yeah. So you had, to th- um, you had to throw in a Texan shot. I, I totally <laughs> understand. Uh, but, no, I just remember I may, I may not be a fan after, uh, after all this is said and done. I – Look, I'm 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 kind of weighing my options right now. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> oh yeah, I understand. I do the same thing, but um, you know, second worst franchise right now behind. It might probably worse than the Philadelphia Eagles, but um, I know he came out again. I think a couple weeks ago and said something. I forgot who he compared him to, but he compared Trevor Lawrence to somebody. So hopefully that turns out in the best for Lawrence. And I think the funny thing about this as we talked about uh, all the quarterbacks is the numbers say that probably around three of these guys will fail or maybe not fail, but won't be what they're expected to be, which I think is going to be very interesting to see unveil. And Max, since you just kind of talked about them, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot and I guess you guys can answer as well. Talking about Mac Jones. Um, who do you think's better? I'll ask this. Between Mac Jones and Tua, who do you like more? Well, it's 
it's kind of tough to say because Tua has played in the NFL. Mac Jones has not, so he has more experience. But it, like I said, it just depends on where Mac goes. If Mac goes to the 49ers, I might say Mac Jones, better coach, better de- better team. Uh, he'll probably thrive way more than than Tua does in, in Miami. So to me, it just depends. But as of right now, if I had to pick one from my franchise, I'd probably take Tua. Because I, I, I see Tua has more upside than Mac. And the only reason why I could see Mac thriving is if he's in the best system, which would be the 49ers or like the Saints or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Saints would be ideal. Um, I haven't really said what I think about Mac yet, but I, I was a big – I'm still a big fan of Tua. I feel like his rookie season was – really criticized for reasons that I don't really understand. Um, I feel like statistically his rookie season was really similar to Joe Burrow's. And yeah, people act like, oh, the, the Dolphins should replace Tua. And I just don't, I don't really see that. I think Tua has a just physical talent as far as accuracy that Mac doesn't have. Um, but I don't know. I've with I've gone on a journey with Mac Jones because for a long time I've really hated him. And I don't quite think I love him yet. I know I don't I don't think I will love him, but um, I mean, hey, I mean, part of that's probably just the Georgia fan in me. Um, but I do think he is probably being hated on too much. Um, and the reason is because I think people. OK, so we sort of talk about how, you know, they get the Tom Brady comparison to, to Mac. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people say like, oh, you need a running quarterback nowadays. Like the only reason why you should have a pocket passing quarterback is if he's Tom Brady. And I don't know. I feel like it's a spectrum. I don't feel like, oh, if he's a po- only a pocket passer, he's got to be as good as Tom Brady to be good at all. I feel like that's just not that's just not true. Um, and I kind of push back to um, I mean, obviously, Mac Jones, you look at him, you think of him as a game manager, but. That offense in Alabama last year, he was not acting as a game manager. We've seen game manager Alabama quarterbacks um, throughout the years. That is not what he did last year. I don't feel at least. Um, I I feel like he's got, you know, he could show some promise, but I don't think he should be drafted o- over those other four. Um, I feel like they just are too intriguing. Um, so, but yes, I would take Tua over Matt for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say, too, uh, although, you know, this next year, the jury will be out. Uh, I'll get he like what said. I mean, he didn't really have a bad season. I think it was more of just Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing well. And the decision for them to ultimately bench him and bring into it, I felt like was kind of the reason why they were like, you know, they were looking for reasons for Tua to be bad. Um, just be like, well, why would you bench Ryan Fitzpatrick? We were on the brink of making the playoffs, you know, we had a record. I think it was like week seven or eight that they decided to bench him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's talented. He, we saw him in college. We saw what he could do before the injury and everything. I, I don't think Miami necessarily had, I mean, you had a, an undraft, maybe a seventh round pick or an undrafted free agent running back in miles Gaskin. Um, you had, I mean, Devonte Parker's a good receiver, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that, uh, you know, you need to trust that much as your wide receiver one. I think he's a great second or third option on an offense, but to be the go-to guy is a little iffy. Mac Jones, if he went to the 49ers, I mean, he'd be in one of the best situations in football there. You know, they're 
a couple seasons removed from a Super Bowl appearance. And, you know, it was just injuries last year that kind of forced them to be, you know, at the 12th pick and eventually moving up to the third. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think Tua's talent is kind of overlooked after this first season, like what said. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he did like have the same numbers as Burrow and I don't know. I think it gets overlooked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it too. With um, he's while he's easily the worst athlete out of these four or five guys, I think he's plenty athletic enough to play in today's league. Like, I mean, so I don't think I think that is one issue that's kind of been over exaggerated, partially maybe just because of the guys you're getting compared to. And in terms of him and Tua, um, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because I do think Tua, I would say, is a better pure athlete. I think they both are really good throwers of the deep ball specifically in terms of their accuracy. Um, and I think I think that's going to be an interesting development over these next few years as Bama continues to get quarterbacks who are actually functional because it's it's going to be that thing of they're playing with so much talent, so we'll continue, we might have to continuously see how they're turning out. So I think that's going to be an interesting development to keep up with as you know they keep getting those kind of guys in. But um, that's all I've got in terms of for quarterbacks at least. Of course, if you guys say anything else, cut me off. But the and next thing I can hit. now go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's the thing with Mac Jones is that I mean he did put up great numbers, and I know he wasn't a game manager by any means, but he did have probably the best situation in the history of college football. I mean, even more than what Joe Burrow had at LSU. Um, and, you know, Devontae Smith being like 20 yards behind any secondary player or having probably the greatest, one of the best, you know, runner and receiver running backs in college football with Najee Harris. You know, people overlook too, but Jalen Waddle was one of the top – he was probably the top receiver in this draft before he got injured and kind of p- opened the door for um, Devontae Smith to kind of have that Heisman-like season. But, yeah, I'm not going to knock Mac Jones, but it's just his situation was so good. It's almost – it's kind of hard to evaluate. I know yeah. he makes great throws, but I just – you kind of talk about how, like, it's hard to evaluate Zach Wilson because, you know, the level of competition – you can say the same for Alabama because they're so much better than everyone else that it's kind of hard to get a gauge on some of these. You've kind of seen it over the past, you know, since the Saban era started. I mean, Trent Richardson, you've got when you've got five star O linemen, you've got all these top receivers in the country. It is easy to, you know, throw for 40 touchdowns and look that good. Um, but yeah, like, not going to knock him. Just I think there should be a little bit of a little bit of hesitance there yeah i mean it forces nfl teams to really just like any alabama quarterback from this point to really evaluate them just on a play per play basis like when you are in this difficult situation what do you do like instead of just looking at the stats and like oh he's got wide open guys all the time like find yeah they have to find those moments where it's difficult for mac jones and really see like what does he do in those situations and i feel like from what I've heard, teams like him from that standpoint, but maybe they like him too much. We'll find out. Yeah, no, what I was saying was I'll start from from the beginning. I think, you know, Kyle Pitts has become the guy who 
if it, you put the quarterback position aside, he's probably the pure best prospect in this draft class. And there are a couple other guys as well who are really good. But the next group I want to look at is the group of receivers. Um, and that group of really three guys in terms of Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, and, and um, Devontae Smith. And if there's there's anyone else you want to add, feel free to go ahead and do it. But what I wanted to come to you and ask first, Whit, was one, I believe it came out last week that Devontae measured it at 6'1", 166 pounds. Um, does that concern you for him? And then two, what do you think of those that group of guys as a whole and how they stack up against one another? Um, him, Jamar, of course, and Jalen, and anybody else who might be in that group. Yeah, I mean, I think the 166 thing, I mean – it's it's a flag. I don't think it, it means much. Um, I think if I had any concerns with Devontae Smith, um, it's not, is he going to be a, a good NFL player? It's, you know, at that size, is he going to be like Antonio Brown or, you know, someone who get, dominates at that level? Because there have only been a few guys, well, very few guys ever like Marvin Harrison who have ever done that. Um, and I feel like it's it's a it's a bit of a leap to you know assume that he's going to be at that level, um, but I'm I'm pretty confident he's going to be a good good player. Um, Jalen Waddle is really interesting to me. Um, I feel like because of the situation in Alabama, he didn't get a lot of production or attention. But playing alongside Devontae Smith this year, he in the games they both played, they he outproduced Devontae Smith. Um, I feel like he's someone who is going to have a much better NFL career than college. Um, but I love Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is my favorite. He's he's the best of the group, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I really personally, I don't, I, me and Mike were talking about this a little bit, but I really think the Bengals have a tough choice at five. Because um, I feel like it, it's pretty enticing to pair Burrow with his, his college guy. Um, really? But they, they also might might want to take that off the tackle obviously so it, it it for me i think about it at least yeah um smith being at 166 i, I don't think is a huge deal because he's gonna put on weight in the nfl uh he's gonna have to but also yeah. the injury concerns you got to catch him first like to tackle him so i you know i think that his his talent is so hard to overlook and i've seen a lot of mock drafts where he's dropping to like the patriots of 15 and it's like do you guys really want that to happen like just for <laughs> belichick to get the former heisman trophy winner receiver probably the most like i guess fundamentally sound receiver in the draft um i would i wouldn't say he's the best i in my opinion jamar chase is the best receiver by far in this draft because He's a he's a lot like Julio. He's six two, six three, insanely fast. He's strong. He's good with the run after the catch. He he does it all. And it's gonna be hard, like what said at, at five for the Bengals. As much as I don't want to see that, because because uh, my dynasty team with T Higgins, um, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be either that or you take Panay Sewell, who both of them are kind of considered the top of their respective position. Um, Sewell's kind of considered the best offensive lineman prospect we've seen in the years, which I feel like that's also kind of hard to gauge at times, but we won't, that's, that's kind of for a later discussion. Um, but yeah, and like what said too, Waddle 
didn't really get to see him much this year. He got he got injured, and I feel like Devontae Smith kind of took away from the production that you know he could have seen at other schools. Like if he was a you know if he was at Ohio State or some of these other schools where he was like the go-to guy, I feel like he would have put up pretty similar numbers. But you know you're kind of having to share snaps, and I, I think his NFL production is going to be pretty solid. I. You know, I, I think it might be a little too early for me to say this, but this class is looking way better than last year's, and that, that is saying something. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Devontae Smith, because of his size, he's getting a little bit of disrespect. I mean, obviously, like y'all, y'all just talked about, he's slowly going down in mock drafts, probably because of his size. And it's kind of crazy that the uh, Heisman Trophy winner is dropping down to probably 15 at, at the latest. But um, I do think Jamar Chase is by far the best receiver in this draft. Um, I think we all forget how good he was because he sat out last year. Uh, he was the number one receiver last uh, in the 2019 national title team, and that team had Justin Jefferson on it. So that should speak volumes of how good he is as a player. Um, the Bengals getting him, I have – heard rumors or seen rumors that Joe Burrow wants Chase, like he wants him, and the Bengals are considering getting Chase for him. Um, Personally, that would be kind of a dangerous duo, but I think the better better thing is Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell, you need to protect Burrow. He's your most valuable asset. I think you need to get him protection more than anything. And he already has receivers, so you don't really need to do that, but Hey, I'm just I'm just a guy in a room, you know. I'm not I'm not a GM, so. I guess um, on that, here's here's my, what my argument was: is if you is it more valuable to get one offensive lineman who's really good and add him to your team out of five, or is it more valuable to get a guy who might be one of the best receivers in the league and make your team have one of the best cores in the league at receiver? Just what is going to help your quarterback more? Because they, it doesn't mean if they take Chase, it doesn't mean they can't take off the tackle later, you know, in the draft. Because they have another pick at the top of the second. So, I don't know. I just kind of wonder, like, what, what really the smart decision is. No, that's true. But, you know, left tackle is probably the most important position on the offensive line. And that's what Penesel could play. But, uh, I mean, look. Like you, like I said, top of both positions. Honestly, whoever they pick, I'm not gonna, not gonna complain. Yeah, but I'm just I saying, mean, if I was if I was the guy in the chair, I would say I'm going, uh, I'm going Sewell, and then, and then I'm gonna go Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle might be. I mean, he was putting up better stats, like Whitman said, than Devonte before he got hurt. He's really explosive when it, when he gets out into the um, outside. Yeah, he's more of a deep ball threat. So I I would like to see Waddle probably somewhere around the Eagles. I think him and Jalen Hurts could get some chemistry. They already have chemistry back at Alabama. I feel like they can kind of work together. But you never know. But I, to me, I think Devontae Smith is getting a little bit of a disrespect solely because of his size. So, I mean, in in case of the, the Bengals, I think it would be a different – story if Joe Burrow hadn't torn his ACL last year because of I, I think that's the thing that I'm a little apprehensive about is yes you can give him the best receiver in the draft and a guy that he has chemistry with but 
I mean, he he got lit up last year. Like the offensive line is a clear issue. And it's not just for Joe Burrow, too. I mean, you got Joe Mixon. You just gave him that huge extension last last season. You kind of want to protect your players that you're paying the big bucks to. And it would be different, too, if, you know, A.J. Green was still their top target, where he's like an aging veteran you kind of want to bring in. But they got a guy that many considered a first-round pick last year in T. Higgins at the beginning of the second round. And um, I, I just don't. I'm not going to complain if they get Jamar Chase. I just think given everything that happened last year with Joe Burrow's injury and you, you need to protect him at all costs, being able to bring in Panay Sewell, who I don't think gave up a sack uh, in his time at Oregon, which, I mean, I know Pac-12, they've kind of gone down in terms of uh, talent you know, over the years, but that's still saying a lot considering he – is one of the best offensive lineman prospects to come out in a while, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I haven't seen an offensive lineman get this kind of buzz you know, recently, except for Becton last year, I guess, running the really fast 40, being like 6'7", 350, or whatever he is. But, but yeah. Um, also, I've seen a lot of Devontae Smith of the Patriots. Another thing that I really thought would be a great pick for them would be going to the Chargers. Because, I mean, you kind of got Keenan Allen getting up there, and Devontae Smith and Justin Herbert would. I mean, for, for Justin Herbert to build off of the rookie season that he had last year, that would be huge to get a receiver like Devontae Smith, especially a guy that talent at pick 13. Yeah, the Chargers are in a great spot this draft because they they're going to have a high pick in the second. They could get Herbert, an elite player, add an offensive tackle, and they could you know, see if they can work some magic because their defense is still good. So mm-hmm. they can make a jump. And I may be getting them confused with this somebody else, but is Mac, you mentioned he can play, um, you know, he can uh, left tackle. But is Panay Sewell the guy, has he been, he can play really multiple spots in the offensive line, can he not? Yeah, oh, he can. I think yeah, he hit through a lot of Oregon. Yeah. So if he's really that standout guy at that position, while, hey, I'd be all for pairing Chase with Burrow. I think I think they've they've got to go that, and then Panay. They've got to go Panay, and then in terms of Devonte Smith, we all kind of had the same ish thing. I don't think it's a huge deal, but I think it's something. Um, you look this past season, I believe, and he was fine. He wasn't bad, but there were a lot of times where it seemed like even Jerry Judy was small for this level. And I think if you line them up, Devontae, against some of these bigger corners, I heard somebody say, and I wish I knew exactly who it was, I think he'll be, in terms of short term especially, he'll be as successful as the system and whoever the offensive coordinator or coach that knows how to use him is. Just because if you're trying to just line them up outside or in the slot and just say, go do this, um, it's going to be tough. Bigger corners on the outside will be able to throw them around at first, and it'll, it'll be – He's got phenomenal footwork, but it'll it'll be a challenge if you give him somewhere that knows how to whether it's just motioning and I'm sending him a bunch of looks because he moved around a lot at Bama too. So I think that'll be huge in terms of his success. Um, but yeah, I, that's really you know in terms of that those two groups of guys, the receivers and the quarterbacks. That, that's another commercial break. Where are you? Um, 
participating in this podcast from, uh, Mac? My bedroom. Oh, it's super dark. <laughs> yeah. Mac's just in a cave. Dang. Hey, there's cave. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Um. But no, what I was, yeah, we're having some, some technical difficulties, so we'll get bear with us. We'll get, but what I wanted to do was kind of rotate and actually draft ourselves. You know, I'll do one. We can go, uh, Mac. You can go two, wait three, Mike four. And we'll go all the way through, however. And um, the catch with it will be is since we're all drafting together, say somebody takes somebody you want at four that you, and they take them at three, you got to kind of go on the fly and figure out who you get. So um, I'll start us off at one. Uh, tough choice, um, but I think I'm going to go, you know, the pick is in. Hold up. All right. Yeah, I was about to play the little NFL draft noise, but that didn't want to work. So the pick is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's been this pick for literally the last two years. I think it's pretty obvious. So I'm going Trevor Lawrence at one. Uh, now, is this who I want to pick Mac, or or what's going to happen? Do who you uh, want. Do you want. That'll make it interesting. Because yeah. if, if I'm picking who I want to pick, I'm picking Justin Fields. So, Good pick. So I'll be taking Justin Fields with my second pick as the New York Jets. Clear, cut, and dry. I feel like he's the second best quarterback in this, in this class. So Justin Fields going to be a Jet. Okay. Wait, you can go ahead. Actually, I'll try it one more time. There we go. Boo. Roger Goodell boos. Roger right. Goodell <laughs> Um, The San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance because it's literally the perfect situation because they can sit him for a year, then they'll get their guy, and he's he's the, the Shanahan man. I, th- I think he'll do well. All right. Uh, at number four, the Atlanta Falcons will be taking Kyle Pitts from Florida. I I'm kind of stuck. I, I do believe that the Falcons could trade down, but pairing Kyle Pitts up with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, creating that pass catching core for Matt Ryan would be extremely nice, especially for a first year head coach like Arthur Smith. Um, would would be pretty solid. All right, no, like five. I'm gonna go. And if we have any any gripes or anything as we go through, feel free to pitch in and say whatever you want to say, but at five, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Panay. You know, we just talked about it. I think you, you got to go for Burrow to keep him protected, the, the best offensive line in the draft. Um, so I've got the Cincinnati Bengals taking Panay Sewell at five. Do we do trades too? I was <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> A little much. <laughs> because if, do if, you if think? I, because if I'm the Dolphins, I'm trading my pick to the Broncos. I'm doing a switch. Well, they already traded from three to twelve, and then up to six. So they yeah, must want I, someone there. I saw. Well, I saw another rumor that they're trying to trade down again. I have. They're trying to I've trade seen down that again. <laughs> so they're trying. So they, they, they must like someone, and they're like, we can get something out of them, some picks too. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm calling, 
I'm calling what's his name from the Broncos, John Elway. Yeah, bro. Hey, switch picks and give me a, a second rounder, a fourth rounder next year, something like that. I don't know. Hey, this Zach Wilson guy, he's got a big arm, John. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, John. <laughs> and you don't want Drew Lock now. You don't want Drew Lock. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna trade, trade if I'm the Dolphins, trading the pick to the Broncos, and the Broncos will be taking Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. All right. Is it mine? Yeah. Wait, so just to clarify, so Mac, you traded the Dolphins pick. You traded the Dolphins six picks for Denver's. What did Denver have? Nine. Nine? Have nine. Okay. Uh, they're going from six to nine. And they will be taking Zach Wilson because they don't like Drew Locke and they're trying to get rid of him. So Zach Wilson will be the quarterback for the Broncos. I don't hate it. All right, so we got seven. Oh, you got Detroit. That's rough. Uh, <laughs> take the best player available. Take Jamar Chase. You, you got no receivers right now. Add something to the room. Give Garrett Jared Goff a chance. Um, that's what I do. Um. Okay, so I got eight. Carolina Panthers will be taking Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Uh. You trade for Sam Darnold. You're hoping that he – a change of scenery will kind of turn him into the quarterback a lot of people expected him to be out of USC. You get him some protection because, I mean, you already got players like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and then Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Uh, you got you to gotta protect the quarterback. And I feel like Slater is – he's not Sewell, but he's still a very good offensive lineman prospect. So. Okay, so I've got nine who's now. Now, go ahead, Whit. Were you about to say something? No, I, I'd like to pick. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I've got nine's the Dolphins. Nine, who is now the Dolphins? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that changes the game, man. Um. So the Bron- wait, so the Dolphins, wait, the Broncos took Zach, who'd they take? Zach Wilson. Zach okay, Wilson. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Man, if I'm sitting, if I'm in this hypothetical, which Mac has manually traded, <laughs> it's going to be almost impossible with Tua sitting under center to not take one of those Bama guys. Has either one of them gone? We haven't taken Waddle or Devontae no. yet, have we? No, no, they're still on the board. Okay. And then I think, um, I know, I think it's, I believe Micah Parsons is a guy who's around this area as well and as a linebacker. But I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Devontae. I really am, although we just talked about it, and I would probably even have him as the third. I think I'd Waddle might have a slight edge over him, but I'd take Devontae Smith, you know, get him back with his, his you know, former quarterback. So I've got the Dolphins taking Devontae at nine. Okay, at 10, Dallas Cowboys. All right, obviously this is too easy. Uh, Patrick, Patrick's retained, Alabama corner. Uh, this, you really can't mess this up. They need secondary help. Um, him and Trayvon Diggs play together. They, they know how each other plays. They'll, that would really help them in the secondary moving forward for their team. So I'm going Patrick's retained. Alabama. Despite uh, Jerry Jones all but fiending for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> 
Yes, bro. I like if if Kyle Pitts were to drop to like eight, I guarantee you he would have traded for him easily. He would. But top five, no, nah, he ain't doing that. I'm about to spice this draft up if I pick. <laughs> All right. If I am the GM of the New York Giants, I am not a Daniel Jones believer. I'm taking Mac Jones, pick 11. We're oh. <laughs> now, my other pick would be more realistically, I think that I'd probably take Jalen Waddle. But because we can do this, I do like Mac Jones over Daniel Jones. So, yeah, Mac right. in New York. Mac Jones is off the board. Okay. Okay. Gabe Haynes, so you picked Devontae? I did. All right, so pick number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles will take the other Alabama receiver, Jalen Waddell. Um, they need a receiver, and while I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer in Philly, I think that they give him at least a year-long audition um, to see if this is his position long-term. But, yeah, I, you you got to get receiver help. You can't trust a guy like uh, – crap, I can't even – oh, Travis Fulgham. Uh, to be your go-to receiver. Full goat. Okay. No, not even close. <laughs> yeah, lowercase goat. Um. So do we? We want to keep going, or we want to stop there at twelve? I'm, I'm game for either one. I'm game for whatever. I say we just wrap out the first. I mean, we're we're going lightning. Man, okay. Right yeah, I'll go thirteen. Los Angeles Chargers. Man, so the receivers are all, or the three guys we talked about are all off the board. Um, what are the charge? The Chargers? They couldn't stop anyone from coming back and beating them late last year. Um, you sure not talking about Atlanta? <laughs> hey, them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go – I'm going to take – yeah, the linebacker. I'm going to go Michael Parsons. I don't know if that's necessarily a need of them, but I think it's one of those things he, in my opinion, might be the best guy for left at that spot. Um, you know, he's the best if not the second best defensive. I mean, obviously there's Sertan, but he's second or third best defensive guy in this draft. Uh, I think they take Michael Parsons at, at that pick at 13 to the Chargers. Okay, so the 14th pick, Minnesota Vikings are going to take tackle Christian Derisaw from for, for Vatek. One of their biggest needs is tackle. He's the best tackle left on the board. Seems pretty easy enough that they need to take this pick right here. So Vatek, Christian Derisaw. Nice. Wow, if I'm the New, York, New England Patriots, um, they're probably taking some, like, interior player um because that's just what they do i feel like that's they're not they're not gonna make it too splashy i'm gonna go jalen phillips out of miami because i've heard he's very like divisive and that he has an injury concern which could drop him along a long way but as far as like edge rushers he's supposed to be like the best in the class um so i he's someone to watch out for he could go in the first or he could drop but i'm gonna go with him there okay all right, so uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, they're going to be taking J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. He has kind of shot up the draft boards. He is very talented, great coverage cornerback. I remember 
against Auburn, he made so many plays. He was all over the field. And I've even seen him in top 10 in some mock drafts. So for him to be here at 16 for Arizona would be a huge get. I don't think he's as good as Sertain, but I feel like he is the second or third best cornerback in this draft, especially with Farley dropping lately because of injury concern. Uh, this would be a can't miss for, for an Arizona defense desperately trying to get better because they've signed J.J. Watt. And, you know, they're, try- they're trying to win the division there. Yeah. yeah, I like that pick a lot. I've actually I actually have heard a few people say that he might be better than Sertan in some aspects. I, heard, I mean, Sertan's fundamentally sound, and he's coming from Bama, so obviously you trust that. But I have heard a lot uh, talk about J.C. Horn as well. So Me too. I've, I've heard the cornerback class, like, some people perceive it as, oh, Sertan is the best clear cut, and then others are like, no, it's really like four guys who could all go first. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just see. Yeah. So I've got. Oof, who am I? Who's who's going now? What am I? I'm 17. The Raiders. You're the Raiders. The Raiders. Gruden and company. <sighs> now it gets interesting. What are the Raiders necessarily? Um, everything. Yeah, really everything. The first guy who came to mind because Josh Jacobs has been fine, but I I thought um, of from Bama. Why can't I think of his name? But yeah, they don't need Najee. Christian Barrymore from Bama still on the board. Christian Barrymore. Ooh, Patriots should have taken him. I didn't think about that. (laughs) I like that, Mac. I like they will take that. I'm gonna yeah, John. John Gruden loves his Bama boys. He loves the Bama boys. That's true. So I think, yeah, I like that pick. I'll go Bearmore to the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, okay. So now I'm the Miami Dolphins, the 18th pick. This is interesting. So Get him another Bama guy. Do it. So, so number nine, they got Devontae Smith. So they got the receiver issue. Okay. They need to figure out a guard. Or an edge rusher. They didn't really need an edge rusher, and the guy from Miami would have been perfect if not the what's it called? The Patriots taking him. Oh god. This one's tough. This one's tough. This one's tough. You know what? This is just for fun. So I'm gonna go about to trade for somebody else again. Aren't nah. you? Nah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was I was thinking about that, but I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be too lame if I do that. I'm gonna be too lame. Uh, Caleb Farley. I'm gonna take the cornerback from Vitek. Um, like you said, apparently his uh, he earned a 90.5 coverage grade, allowing only 26.8 percent of the passes completed to him last year. So. I like you said he was a top ten pick. He's obviously falling down the draft board because of injuries. But to me, dude, I mean, if he's doing this this stuff in the um, NFL, it just does not matter. So I'm gonna take Caleb Farley from Vodtech, and he's gonna be the one of the best corners for the Miami Dolphins moving forward. Nice. Well, as Pat McAfee would call them, the Washington Wild Hogs are on the clock, and they're gonna go. Um, I'm in between I'm Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota or Kadarius Tony out of Florida. I'm going to go Bateman just because they kind of got two small guys at receiver right now. I feel like they could use 
you know, like more of a possession receiver. Um, so let's go Bateman for Washington. Like Max said, this is all for fun. So I'm about to shake up the draft. Uh, the Chicago Bears are trading the 20th pick along with a record. Three other first rounders, three other second rounders for quarterback Deshaun Watson, Houston. And with the 20th pick, Chicago Bears will be taking Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from, uh, or how I just butchered his name, but the linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, why, why not start there? You, te- the Texans have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, so they get one of the best linebackers in the draft. I mean, Deshaun gets what he wants. He gets out of Houston. Uh, may or may not play football again, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 20th pick. Okay, so my observation is that, that the number would have been 20 because this is starting to get off the rails. I <laughs> have no idea who I would take if I was the, the Colts sitting at 21. Um, I mean – you bring wins in. Their needs are receiver, tackle, and edge rusher. That's what so, I was going to say. I don't know what receiver. I mean, I guess getting him Elijah, up. Elijah Moore and Tony from – and Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall from LSU, Tony from Florida, and Elijah Moore from uh, Ole Miss. The best receivers left. <clears throat> Okay, I'll go Elijah Moore. I've seen, I saw a little bit of him. Um, I'll go Elijah. It was going to be him or the the offensive lineman. What was his name? Uh, or I think I think it was I believe Quiddy. It's a defensive Payne. tackle. Yeah, Quiddy Payne. I don't think I don't necessarily believe they need him, but uh, he crossed my mind as well. But yeah, I'll go with Elijah Moore at receiver just to get Wentz a new toy in his in his new uh, city or town. So I like that. Okay, got the Tennessee Titans, baby, the Titans. So we're gonna so we're gonna need some offensive line help and some corner help. I'm gonna go Elijah Vera Tucker, USC tackle. Um, the past two seasons. I mean, he's apparently apparently he's got 32 and a half inch arms, which that's freaking huge. Uh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I guess he knows what he's doing. Um, I'm gonna take him. They need to help him to help Derrick Henry out in the run game. So that's what I'm gonna do. Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. All right, the New York Jets. I feel like people want them to take a running back. I feel like it's a little too high for what for all the needs they have. Um, is uh, J.C. Horn? He's off the club. He's off. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay out of Michigan because I feel like they really still just need a lot of help as far as um, pass rushing um, and talent overall. So I think that's he's a good upside player at this. I point. like that pick. I like that pick. They need an edge rusher, and Robert Sala will probably do him justice. Yeah. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers at 24. Uh, I have them taking Najee Harris. He kind of fits the bill for what the Steelers 
want to do in the run game. He is very effective in the passing game, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing else to say there. He he kind of becomes, you know, what they wanted James Conner to be, what Le'Veon Bell was in Pittsburgh. I think he, he kind of keeps it, keeps the ball rolling for the Steelers' offense. I think this is actually going to happen from what I I've do, heard. too. I, I legitimately, when you were saying it, Mike, I legitimately think that's going to be Pittsburgh's moves as well. With so, um, so now I've got Jacksonville. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars who now have acquired Trevor Lawrence. Um, what is Urban in his first year? I'm going to go with, get him another defensive guy. I'm going to go to tackle. Um, no one's taken Bearmore yet, have they? Christian Bearmore out of Bama? No. Uh, Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah. Oh, Christian Barrymore? Yeah. yeah, the Raiders take him. Raiders they take did? Him. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you picked Christian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I took him. That's, that's wild. Um, no Barrymore. Off the top of your head, y'all know what they need? I mean, the biggest thing for them is obviously getting Lawrence this year. But other than that. There now it says needs tight end tackle and safety. Tight end tackle. And the number one guy on the board, Trayvon Morig from TCU. He's a safety, top on the board right now. He'd probably go there. That a tackle, I think. All right, I'll I'll take y'all's word for it. All right. It'd be him or our next guy I was looking at would be Jason Owen, but you know he's a DN slash linebacker. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the tackle. You you're bringing in Lawrence, so that's a good move. But yeah, uh, what was his name again? I, I like didn't know. Um, Trevon. I'm not Murray. sure. Trevon. Trevon works to safety. Oh yeah, no. No. Not a tackle. The other no, I was thinking a uh, defensive lineman or linebacker was uh, the guy I was just looking at. But Jason Owen. But I'll take Trayvon. I'll take him and put him in safety. So like I said, at this point we're, we're just kind of going guys. But I got Jacksonville taking L. Okay, so I got the Cleveland Browns. Oh baby, what to do? What to do? Uh, they need an edge rusher. So I'll go. What, what Gabe just said, Jason Owen. Or OA, I don't know how you say that. Yeah, one of them. Uh, what a, I don't know how you say that. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to take him, what, what Gabe said. He really likes him, so obviously he's on the board when they need an edge rusher, so boom. Right there. What are the needs for the Baltimore Ravens? It's a great oh, receiver. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost Orlando Brown. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I I feel like they're not going to go receiver for some reason. Um, Probably. I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins because I've heard a lot of people really like him. At he's offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. That's a good pick. Yeah. I like it. At 28, I've got New Orleans Saints taking Rondale Moore from Purdue. I think that. Um, they need another receiver to pair with Michael Thomas, kind of take the top off the defense. And Rondell Moore is kind of one of those guys that had a good pro day and is one of the more intriguing receivers in this draft. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. 
Okay, Payne's. What are you gonna do now? Twenty-eight. Yeah, I know. Twenty-eight. Twenty-nine. What are you gonna do, Gabe Payne, to the Packers? The Packers could use a quarterback. Yeah. 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 Another Just one. Say, <laughs> take Cal Pitts. You, I mean, take Cal Trask. That would be. What? I'd be so weak. I wouldn't even have worries for that lately. Um, oh my Green gosh. Bay Packers. We're going to take – did you take – did anyone take the linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah? Yeah. You just took – I did. Remember, yeah, he just... gave – the Bears gave everything, everything for Deshaun Watson. I know Packers fans want them to take receiver. Really? <sighs> what about – I mean, you mentioned corner. I got this Greg Newsom fella. Um, and as we talked about already, it's, I mean, you mentioned the way it's starting to be considered. People have said it, it might be a fairly decent cornerback class. So I'm fine with him. You take the risk, you might get a diamond in the rough. I'll take Greg Newsom, the Green Bay Packers at 29. Okay. The Buffalo Bills. Okay. They need a. Defensive and an edge rusher in a corner. We're going to go Asante Samuel Jr., Florida State. Ugh, I wanted him. <laughs> Sorry for three years, baby. Yes, sir. 82. Gray was at 82 last year. Oh, yeah. We're riding with this bad boy. Dude, Welcome Asante Samuel J- Jr. has the, like, I think there was some report that if you put him into this one software PFF has, and it gives you a player comparison. His comparison was Asante Samuel Sr. Their, <laughs> their measurables are like the exact same. They're the same player. And he was pretty dang good. So. All right, wait. You are the Baltimore. Uh, um, Baltimore, I I already took a tackle. Um, hmm. I'll go receiver. If is Kadarius Tony still on the clock? He should be. He should be on the board still. I believe so. I think that'd be a yeah. fun pick. Yeah, let's go Tony. I feel like he'll add a little something to the Ravens. Dang it! <laughs> what I wanted. Okay, so now I've got the uh, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers don't have much needs, so. I'm going to say Aziz Ojolari, the edge from uh, Georgia. I mean, another edge rusher. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, pretty good way to wrap up the first round, in my opinion. I could see them going with a receiver, but um, like Eli Moore or maybe even like Eskridge from Western Michigan, kind of like a guy that, you know, a little under the radar at the end of the first, but I, I'm going to go with Ojolari. Nice. All right. So that wraps up the first round. I'm curious. Maybe you said so many names. It probably got said, and I just, you know, one in and out the other. Where did or did anybody take Sean Wade? I don't think so. You talk about a guy who apparently must have single-handedly destroyed his his stock in the national championship game. Because wasn't he like a top three corner coming into, I believe, the college football playoffs? I, yeah, I think I think he was just overhyped in general. Yeah. And once we got to the actual like draft season, um, his they just 
media was a little too high on him, I think, from what I've heard. No, yeah, I was just curious. I remember he, yeah, rough playoff, but he was talked about a lot. So. I can't wait until we nail this first round exactly. We go pick for pick every single one. <laughs> but, really happy for the Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, congrats hey. to the Chicago Bears for getting their quarterback at 20. That's true. Happy for the Texans getting that massive haul. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Matt? What? Oh, you like you're about to say something. Oh, oh no, no. I was about to say, I was like, hey, hey, the Bears got to do what the, the guy do. You know what I'm saying? Got to risk it to get the biscuit. Give him kudos. Well, Unless you guys have anything else you want to pitch in before we get up out of here, as always, um, Wit, appreciate you coming on and joining us, man. And, you know, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. And on that note, no hat, we're out.